to the Prophecy Club. Well, I just had probably the most fun weekend of my life. And what did I do? I had 60 prophecy students and about 30 of them online. So there was about 90 some odd people that we were able to do a deep dive into the book of Revelation. And I absolutely positively loved it. I love the people there. I love the scriptures. I love the Lord. I mean, it was just it was just an awesome weekend, just doing a deep dive into the Word. And we had the big charts. Uh, we're talking about like 8 by 10 charts, uh, the, the feasts and also the seals charts up at the front of the church. And we just read through Revelation, and it was just awesome. I might also add, you know, you would think reading through Revelation that a lot of people would have a lot of fear in their hearts. Not so. They were very excited. Every one of the breaks, they kept coming up and <laughs> cranking on my hand and saying, I just love it, I just love it. And we got so many positive comments online. So it was just an awesome, awesome weekend. And I'm thinking and I'm praying, and we'll probably have another one down the road when I don't know, but I'll keep praying about it and see what the Lord wants to do. But right now, I do want to say that we are about to sign papers and finalize a solemn assembly, September 6 to 8, in the Plano area. And I'll, I'll get you all the details of that. So you might kind of pencil in September 6 to 8. It's going to be another 48 hours of fasting and prayer, five-minute prayer. I'm asking people to gather under one name, Jesus, to pray for one thing, America. And by then, we're going to really, really need the prayers that we're going to be sending up. Each person will be given no more than five minutes behind the microphone like we did last year, and it was absolutely awesome. Now I'm going to continue reading the testimony of Donald Marshall, a former Illuminati insider turned internet whistleblower. Donald Marshall's online post in late 2010, and his website is donaldmarshallrevolution.com. And I would recommend you start with story number one, donaldmarshallrevolution.com. Story number one, my suggestion is you probably need to spend, well, at least I have, several hours reading through this website. So anyway, let me tell you about Donald. So, detailing his first-hand accounts with a powerful global organization known as the Illuminati. Now, you and I understand that the Illuminati are really Moloch and Baal worshippers. The, the actual religion is Moloch and Baal, the same religion that Moses came down off the mountain when he saw them worshiping the golden calf, he threw and broke the Ten Commandments. That's the, the religion, that's the demon behind them. He describes their secret involvement in such criminal acts as murder, kidnapping, torture, rape, child abuse, child exploitation. As a victim himself of the Illuminati, Marshall details his own experiences of torture, kidnapping, and abuse at the hands of this large, secret, global conspiracy. Reaching shocking levels of depravity, Marshall exposes many major political players, such as a queen, a duke, a prince, a president, all of which names I just skipped. He also names many other world leaders, politicians, famous celebrities, secretly involved. Many of Marshall's claims can be substantiated by events cataloged by the public and private organizations such as, and I'm going to skip all that. Let's get on to continue where I was reading, where I left off reading the other day. Two recently published scientific studies show that memories can indeed be blocked 
and even completely erased from conscious memory. The October 2014 issue of the journal Neuron published a study conducted by researchers at the UC Davis Center for Neuroscience and Department of Psychology, where light was effectively used to track the specific nerve cells in the cortex and hippocampus that were activated in learning and memory retrieval and switch them off. Switching off with light directed through a fiber optic cable. Okay, did you catch that? What they're saying is they can remove our memories. I wonder if that works the other way. <laughs> can, can we just get me to memorize the whole Bible in there? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Known as optogenics, researchers were able to use the new technique to test a long-standing theory concerning how memories are formed and stored within the brain. Now, I'm going to skip part of that scientific stuff. But he goes on to say, in this way, he claims that this top-secret technology allows them to completely control the brain, in that they can decide who remembers, what they remember, and who never will. Marshall claims that the Illuminati members have always had access to top-secret science and technology that are years beyond what is officially released to the public. Marshall maintains that this technology was perfected many decades ago and has been utilized since to bring many to the cloning center for a variety of reasons. He says some are brought to be interrogated for passwords and professional secrets, while others are brought for to be tested to see whether they would make good, loyal Illuminati members. Some are simply brought to be used and abused for sport, which presents a disturbing thought as to just how many of the public have been transferred there in their sleep with no conscious memory. If this is true, it would explain why Marshall was unable to access any memory of attending the cloning center for years, until Dilly decided it was time to mechanically release those memories to his present consciousness. Marshall says that he was allowed to remember at the age of 30, over the course of several months, he was able to put together some of the missing pieces, although... He says it took years to understand the full extent of the technology involved. Now, you need to go back and listen to yesterday's broadcast to fit this in even better. Go to DonaldMarshallRevolution.com. Donald Marshall, that's two L's, Revolution.com. With his memories returning, Marshall says that he began to remember more about his double life as an unwilling participant in a top-secret scientific experience held at a cloning center. He says that he began to recognize many of his family members there and would sometimes see them sitting up in the stands and some participating, others watching. He recognized his mother, brother, stepfather, and his stepfather's family all there. Marshall realized that his entire extended family was involved and they all played a part in this, but at first, he wasn't sure how. In conversations with them later, however, his family seemed completely aware in that they were not memory suppressed about the time they spent there. They remembered what happened every time they were there and would remember again when they woke up. It seemed that he was the only one, Marshall realized, that could not remember. He says that later he would learn the truth about his family and the deep ties that they had to the Illuminati that went back generations. Although, appearing to others as, quote, regular people with regular jobs, unquote, they were secretly in service to this dark organization. 
as ground-level members, always eager to improve their standing there. What's more, Marshall would learn that his mother had actually sold him to the Illuminati at the age of five to be used, abused, and discarded in time. He became what is known as a slave, one with no rights, no hope of freedom, forever trapped in a high-tech hell with virtually no way out. Marshall explained that this is one way to gain full membership within the organization. If a parent selects a child to sell, to be used in any way they see fit, in exchange, the entire family benefits in terms of opportunities and favors granted from the other Illuminati members. While the rest of the family will attend cloning during their dream state and watch the nightly atrocities inflicted upon the sacrificed child, the victim himself will remain memory suppressed and will not remember the perversity that takes place there. Children are always in high demand there. Marshall tells us, and like him, most remain memory suppressed about how they spend their hours of sleep. Once they reach adulthood, however, the Illuminati can decide whether or not to unsuppress their memories and release their locked memories to conscious recall. Marshall says that if they can be useful to the organization, the Illuminati will memory unsuppress them and select them to hold key positions in law enforcement, local government, where they can assist in any cover-ups to help maintain secrecy and safety for all members involved. If, however, these victims are not useful in any way, the Illuminati can just choose to simply leave their memories suppressed forever. That way, they'll never remember and usually wake up as damaged, addicted adults with unexplained fears and phobias. Marshall says that some don't make it and end up killing themselves instead. Marshall explains that he has since learned that elite scientists must take care when releasing a person's suppressed memories in that the memories must be gradually released over a period of time so as not to cause any unwanted results. Marshall claims that this is what happened in the much-publicized case of Brothers, I don't think I ought to say that name, tried in 1994 for the shotgun murders, murders of their wealthy parents. Media executive, skip that name, on August 20th, 1989, and a 9-11 operator received a frantic call from, I'll skip, saying that someone had killed his parents. When police arrived, they found the bodies of both in the den of their luxury Beverly Hills residence, skip that, had been shot in the back of the head, while, skip that, had been shot repeatedly while trying to escape the killers. With no suspects in the double murders, the case remained unsolved until police discovered tapes of hmm, confesses involvement until hmm, confessing his involvement in the killings to the therapist. Both brothers were charged in the multiple murders and, if convicted, could receive the death penalty. The brothers' first trial, broadcast on court TV, created a national frenzy by providing daily coverage of the trial. When the jury deadlocked, unable to agree to a verdict, the prosecution vowed to try the other brothers again. Three years later, both brothers were tried again, convicted of two courts in the first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder, and sentenced to life without possibility of parole. Many at the time wondered why they would have caused these brothers to kill their parents in such a brutal way. 
Marshall explains that their father, skipping, a successful media executive, was also a loyal member of the Illuminati and, as such, was required to attend secret meetings at the cloning center and to bring the entire family. Marshall explains that both brothers attended cloning, where they spent their hours of sleep surrounded by acts of sick perversity. Coming of age as adults, he claims that they were in the process of being, quote, awakened to the truth about their twisted childhoods. While he could find no one able to understand his memories, Marshall says that the brothers were able to discuss their strange dreams with each other, dreams they both shared in detail. By corroborating each other's experiences, these brothers realized that they were not imagining things, and once they discovered the truth, struck back at those responsible. Now, here's the short of it. In other words, these two brothers killed their parents when they began to get memories and compared those memories and saw that it was their parents doing these terrible things to them. Marshall claims to have met both brothers at a cloning years ago. He says they agreed to a bargain with the Illuminati not to reveal what they remember about growing up at the cloning center and the perverse acts they witnessed in their dreams in order to escape the death penalty. Marshall says he was disappointed at the time and wanted them to tell all so that the world might learn the truth about the abuse that takes place within this prominent Illuminati family at top-secret cloning centers. As time passed, more and more memories began to surface for Marshall. He was able to remember the pain and suffering he endured there nightly, all the while realizing that his family had been there from the very beginning and had watched all this from the stands but did nothing to help him. Over time, Marshall's thoughts turned to revenge. Marshall had in his possession a special sword, one that he had ordered and purchased years before. Lately, he found his thoughts returning to the sword, imagining the weight of it in his hand as he swung it at his mother, his stepfather, those he had trusted that had betrayed him. He dreamed of the night, when he would wait until dark. Then he would carefully remove the sword and leave, walking quickly through the quiet neighborhood. Once he reached the parents' house, he would wait outside until all had gone to bed for the night. Then, when the time was right, he would kick down the front door, entering with a sword drawn. Marshall would find his parents' bedroom, where they lay sleeping, and start chopping and hacking each one into bloody pieces. I might as well, he reasoned. I'm doomed anyway. Marshall knew, though, that he would be quickly arrested and confined to a prison cell for the rest of his life. He decided that it would be better to find a way to tell the world and to expose the truth all at the same time. He says, I'll get them better if I get them smarter. As of now, Marshall continues to be activated at the cloning center nightly with no way to block the consciousness transfer. He is sometimes asked how he manages to keep on. Some say that they would have taken their own lives long ago. Marshall says that suicide is not really an option for him, as he is the only hope for so many others trapped there. For that reason, he says, I soldier on. Marshall says he will never stop speaking out about the ultra-top-secret human cloning in deep underground military bases until those that are there are freed and all cloning centers are shut down forever. Now, 
Let me just pause a second. When I hear that there's a lot of earthquakes here, a lot of earthquakes there, like, for example, there's just a whole bunch of earthquakes in the Salton Sea area in California, I emailed some of my researchers and I said, see if you can get me the actual picture of the earthquake. In other words, I wanted to see if the earthquake was in a normal earthquake curve, like a bell shape, meaning like it probably really was a natural earthquake, or if it was a straight up and down, in other words, like some kind of an explosion, maybe a nuclear device going off underground. Because I suspect, and I have heard, that some of these supposed earthquakes are actually the good guys going down and destroying these underground military bases where they do all of these evil and devilish things. And I'd like to see that that is happening, so much so that in my prayers I have started praying that way. I have started praying that these deep underground military bases, these bases of the Moloch and Baal worshippers, where they're doing these human trafficking and sexual abuse and cloning, are all discovered and all destroyed. I pray that these Moloch and Baal worshipers find justice swiftly. And I mean it quickly, too, in Jesus' name. But now, let me say, where you go praying like that, we always want to put on the full armor of God at the angels to be placed around about us. It sounds like this. I put on my full armor of God, the helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, loins of the truth, and feet of the gospel. I pick up the shield of faith and sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I ask you to place your ministering, protecting, and guardian angels all around us, meaning my family, us, our family, our finances, and possessions, so that no harm or evil would befall us. We plead the blood of Jesus over our body, soul, spirit, mind, subconscious, subliminal areas, and all communications coming to, from, around, and concerning us. Now, with the angels placed around about us, with the blood of Jesus over me, in the name of Jesus, I send out the ministering, protecting, guardian, and warrior angels. Now, let me caution you. Do not pray and send out the warrior angels unless two things are for sure. One, you better have a clean heart. If you don't have a clean heart, the, believe me, the devil knows. He knows your secrets. If you've got some little secret sin someplace, he knows about it. And your world will come crashing down if you pray like this. Do not, I'm telling you, I'm warning you, do not pray like that unless you have a clean heart. Second, do not pray like that until you put on your full armor of God and ask the angel of God to be placed around about you and your family, or he will come calling. Then I say things like, wait here, let me just, I just made some notes here. The other night I was just praying like this, and I felt like I needed to make some notes on some of the things I was praying on, so let me just pull it up. Dear Heavenly Father, I sent out the spirit of Moses and the children of Israel to find and bring justice to the Moloch and Baal worshippers, bring in a prophet like unto Moses to lead Israel into righteousness and to accept Jesus. Lord, I send out the seven angels of the seven churches into those same churches today to expose evil and to bring justice in your church. Lord, you said that judgment begins at the house of God. I ask you to send out those seven angels of the seven churches back into the seven churches to bring judgment and justice into your church. That way we can also have justice around the globe. 
I also ask that you send out the angels to expose evil, to cause laws that have been broken, to be discovered by law enforcement, indictments to be served, arrests made, and justice served. I send out the angel of Revelation 18, which says, And I saw another angel come down. And after this I saw another angel come down, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the great, is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. I believe that Revelation 18 is the chapter in Revelation that's speaking about America, and the angel of Revelation 18 is the angel that is over America. And that's the reason he pronounces judgment, but his job, his first job, is to see that America is protected. So, in the name of Jesus, with my full armor of God on, I send out the angel of Revelation 18 to expose evil in America's government, businesses, families, sorceries, that includes the media, the music, and the motion picture industry, education, and military to expose and to see that laws that have been broken are discovered by the law enforcement, indictments served, rests made, justice served in Jesus' name. I send out the four angels who hold back the four winds, the angel having the seal of God. I send out those five angels to the house of Israel to destroy the lies and deceptions the evil rabbis have taught, such as the Kabbalah, Zohar, Midrash, Jewish mysticism, to open the eyes of the children of Israel to find Jesus as their Savior, their Messiah, and the only way to eternal life. Now, that's only the beginning of it. But what I'm saying is, just to hear this, I don't think it's enough. I think we've got to pray. We've got to pray against it, which is, by the way, why we're having the solemn September assembly, September 6th to 8th. I'll get you all of the details here. We're about to have a meeting and get it all finalized. But again, what we're going to do, we're going to fast for 48 hours. Nothing but water and juice, and you still take your medications and everything. 48 hours. We're asking people to come from all over the nation into the DFW area. And we're going to fast for 48 hours. We're going to open up the microphone. Of course, we'll start with brief praise and worship. But we're going to open up the microphone just like we did last year. Each person can pray up to five minutes. And that microphone in September, at the solemn September assembly last year, it kept going for 48 hours straight through the night. Matter of fact, I was told that the fewest number was like four or five people standing in line to that mic. But many times the, the line was like 25 or 30 people deep. I think we had... Uh, I think it was 560, maybe it was 460, I don't know, four or 500 people at the Solemn September Assembly. And it was so good, and we felt like our job just wasn't done. So we turned around then, and we had another Solemn October Assembly, and there was 160 people showed up at that. And that one was fast for 12 hours, and the microphone kept going for 12 hours solid. But this one, September 6 to 8. Now, that's the Feast of Trumpets. And in my opinion, the first seal of Revelation is going to be open on a future trumpets. And Jesus will return seven years later, exactly seven years later, on another Feast of Trumpets. So, September 6 and 8 
Feast of Trumpets is really the feast for Jesus, for the Christians, for the wheat, for those people that want to stand up and see righteousness in our nation. And in my opinion, we're about to see the tanks roll down Pennsylvania Avenue right into Washington, D.C. I believe we are about to see massive arrests, massive arrests, as I said, that I told you, that I heard. And when that happens, probably more so than any other time in the history of our nation, we're going to need Christians. Christians that do know how to connect with their God to be praying for our nation. Remember last year, we started to hold the October Assembly down, I think it was McAllen, some city down on the southern border. And the Christians said, down there at this particular church, well, how come you charging $25 to come to it? We don't want to pay $25 to come to a prayer meeting. And I said, that's fine. It's canceled. We're going to move it to Topeka. So we moved it up to Topeka because we want the people that believe this, that understand Dimitri's message, understand Coverstone's warnings, understand what's coming. And if a person doesn't see the value of being a part of a 48-hour fasting and prayer enough to put $25 toward the expenses and the organization of it, then they shouldn't come. But I believe it's going to pack out. I believe that we're going to have even more people this year than we had last year. We currently are probably going to be scheduling it at the Hyatt, where we hold the uh, Sevenfold Miracle Crusades. And that room holds about 500 people. I think we may have to move it to a larger facility, but we will see. I'll get back with you and let you know. But for right now, mark in your calendar, September 6th to 8th. We're going to do 48 hours of fasting, and we're going to pray like if we don't, we'll lose our nation. Because if we don't pray that way, we might be losing our nation. One last thing. It's summertime, and I hate to say it, but every year about summertime, our donation mailbox just dries up. So if you believe in Prophecy Club, you believe in what we're doing, God has blessed you. If you could help us out right now, it'd be a really good time. God bless you. In 2017, God blessed me by helping me to memorize the book of Revelation. God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation and Leviticus, linking the feasts to the prophecies. When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine a book on prophecy that brings a fresh, new, accurate perspective. In my new book, Miss the Mark, I expose the nine deceptions the beast will use to deceive, if it were possible, even the very elect. Since Lucifer is only given three and a half years to rule the world, but given 6,000 years to prepare for it, is it possible he has set up a nine-point plan so well thought out, so cunning, will deceive all whose name is not written in the book of life? What would you do if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? Would you tell them? I believe you would. But what is the most important thing in the world to tell a person? Well, after except Jesus, it is don't take the mark of the beast because 
Those taking the mark do not get soul death, but eternal torment in hell. But how do you tell them? Give them miss the mark. It is designed to be given to anyone, even if they've never heard of the Bible, Jesus, even if they're in another religion. It takes them from a blank page to making sure they will never take the mark. It's thin and easy to read. Most people agree that the book of Daniel is the most difficult book in the Bible to understand. Tribulation Secrets in Daniel explains the parts of Daniel that us tribulation saints are going to need to know. It exposes the plans of the Antichrist, how to spot the Antichrist, his physical appearance, the sound of his voice, how he rises to power and takes over the world. If you're really looking for the truth about the rapture, I honestly believe you will find it in this book. The truth is the Holy Spirit knows the truth about the rapture. And one of the reasons that the people other than post-trib can't seem to find peace about this is because the Holy Spirit is trying to tell them that they don't have the truth. That is, until they find post-trib. But either way, this is going to help you to find the peace about the rapture. I really recommend you get it. This is the best deal we've ever offered at the Prophecy Club. You get 10 How Pre-Trib 1, 10 Tribulation Secrets in Daniel, 10 Miss the Mark, 5 God's Warning to America, 5 Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, 40 books, gift of $100 at prophecyclub.com. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com is owned by a prophecy student who reads his King James Bible and supports Prophecy Club. Call CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins. They can help you roll over your IRA, 401k, so tell CornerstoneAssetMetals.com Prophecy Club sent you. Prayerfully consider supporting the Prophecy Club with your gifts of support. We would not be here without your prayers and generous financial support. 